Welcome to the Holsey B. Mark radio station. Listen, share, follow. Be part of the journey. Listen to things from cryptozoology, UFO, comedy, music, interviews, Freddy the Free Car Show, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. Sally, a matter. Wake up, Sally. A loud matter. Leave me alone. He shook her harder. Wake up. He's gonna wake up, Charlie. Tony's voice calling her. For how long? Sally swam out of her sleep. First, she glanced at the clock on the night table and saw it was quarter past two in the morning. Charlie couldn't. Shouldn't be here. He should be on shift. Then she got her first good look at him and something leaped inside of her. Something deadly intuition. Her husband was deathly pale. His eyes started and bulged from their sockets. Our car keys were in one hand. He was still using the other to shake her, although her eyes were open. It was as if he hadn't been able to register the fact that she was awake. Charlie, what is it? What's wrong? He didn't even know what, seemed to know what to say. He had him have a Apple Bob fervently, but there's no sound in the small surface bungalow but the ticking of the clock. Is it a fire? she said stupidly. Is there anything she could think of which might have put him in such a state? She knew his parents had perished in the house fire. In a way, he said, in a way it's worse. You've got to get dressed, honey. Get baby the bomb. We've got to get out of here. Why? she asked, getting out of bed. Dark fear had seized her. Nothing seemed right. It's just like a dream. Where? You mean the backyard? But she knew she wasn't. She wasn't the backyard. She'd never seen Charlie look afraid like this. She knew it. She took a, drew a deep breath, and then could smell no smoke or burning. Hey, Sally, honey, don't ask questions. We have to get away, far away. You have, You must go and get baby Devon and get her dressed. But I should. Is there time to pack? This seemed to stop him, to drown him somehow. He thought she was afraid she'd be, should be. Apparently she wasn't. He recognised that it was taken for fright. His part was close to the raw panic. He ran a distracted hand for his hair and replied, I don't know. I have to test the wind. He left her with this bizarre statement. It meant nothing to her. That left her standing cold and afraid and disorientated of her feet and baby doll necklace, as if he had gone mad. He didn't want to test the wind have to do with whether she had time to pack. Where was far away? Reno? Vegas? Salt Lake City? And we put, she put her hand against her throat as a new idea struck her. night meant Charlie was going to go A.O.O. She went, in, so went into the small room where she served as baby Devon's nursery and stood for a moment in decisive looking a sleeping infant at a deep blanket suit. She held to the faint hope this might be no more than a really vivid dream. It passed, she'd wake up in at seven in the morning 
just as you do feed Brady Vaughan to help and so was he watched the first hour of today's show the cooking Charlie's eggs when he came off shift at 8am his nightly tour of the reservation North Tower for another night in two weeks he would be back on night days and he's not so cranky he's sleeping one of her nights he wouldn't have crazy dreams like this one and hurry up he hears to go breaking a faint hope We've just got time to throw a few things together, but for Christ's sake, woman, if you love her, he pointed out the crib, you get her dressed. He coughed nervously, his hands going to shake yank things out of the rear bureau with her drawers, a pile of helter-skelter and a couple of old, old suitcases. She woke up baby bone, smoothing the one as best as he could. A three-year-old was cranking, bewildered. Being awakened in the middle of the night, she began to cry. Sally got into her underpants, a blouse, and a romper. The sound of child's crying made her more afraid than ever. She associated it with other times. Baby Bomb, usually the most angelic of babies, had cried in the night. Day parash, TV, coop, colic. Fear slowly changed to anger. She did saw Charlie almost run to the door with a double hand, hand over of her own wardrobe. Underwear. Bra straps trail let out behind him. He flung them into one of the suitcases and slammed it shut. The hem of his best flip hang out and she just run bet it was torn. What is it? she cried in a distort tone. A voice calls Baby Devon to burst into fresh tears. This is it, winding down to the sniffles. They've gone crazy. They sent soldiers after us, Charlie. Soldiers. Not tonight, they won't, he said. There's something she's not so sure in his voice. That was terrible. Point is, sugar babe. We went out to get our asses again. We were never going to make it out of the base. I don't ever know how in hell I got out of terror. Malfunction a bit somehow. Well, I guess why not? Something, everything looked sure. God ran function. And he uttered a high, moonlight laugh that frightened him more than anything she else had done. A baby dress could but put some of her clothes in the other suitcase. Get the, use the blue tube for her, go in the closet and the rest. We're going to get the hell out. I think it's all right. Wind's blowing east to west. Thank God for that. He coughed in his hand again. Baby Devane demanded, holding her hands up, What, Daddy, sure? Howdy ho, horsey ride, Daddy, horsey ride, sure. Not now, Charlie said, and disappeared in the kitchen. A moment later, Sally heard of Raoul Cutlery. He was getting her pin money out of the blue soup dish on the top shelf for some thirty forty dollars to put away in store, sometimes fifty cents at a time. House money it was real. Then, whatever it was, it was really real. Baby Devane denied a horsey ride by Daddy, who barely got, ever got denied her ever, ever, anything, began to weave again. Sally struggled to get her light jacket and then threw most of her clothes into the tote, cramming them in a helter-skelter. The idea of putting something else in her other suitcase was ridiculous. It would burst. She had a kneel on a snack with cratches. She found herself, found herself thanking God Baby Devane was trained and there was no need to bother with diapers 
Charlie came back to the bathroom, and now he was running. He was still stuffing the crampled ones and fives from the soup dishes into the front pocket of his sundowns. So he scooped Baby Devon up. She was fully aware now. She walked perfectly well, but Celine wanted her in her arms. She bent and snagged the baby bag. Where we're going, Daddy? The baby Devon asked. I was just sleeping. Baby can be sleeping in the car, Charlie said, grabbing the two suitcases as him Sally's slip flat, his eyes still white, starey look. A idea of glowing uncertainty began to dawn on Sally's mind. Was there an accident? she whispered. Oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. It was that was that there was, wasn't there? An accident out there. I played in solitaire, he said. I looked up and saw the clock had gone from green to red. I tried to monitor Sally. They're all Paused and looked at Baby Devon's eyes wide and although still rimmed and tears curious. You're all dead down there, said about one or two. They're probably gone now. What's daddy dead? The Baby Devon asked. Never mind, honey, Sally said. Her voice seemed to come on from down a long canyon. Charlie swallowed, suddenly clicked in his throat. Everything seems supposed to be magnoc if the clock goes red. They've got a club chub computer that runs the whole place. It's supposed to be felt safe. I saw what was on a monitor and jumped out of the door. I thought the goddamn thing would cut me in half if I shouldn't have slapped the second of the clock went red. I don't know but how it was red before I looked and noticed it. But it was almost to the parking like before. Heard of loud, heard a thump now shut behind me. Till we looked up. I looked up 30 seconds later. I shut up with that in up in the tail control right now, like a bug in the bottom. What is it? What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, all I know is that can it can it get killed them quickly? You want me? They will have to catch me. I'm certain how it pays to pay. Ain't paying me enough. Hang around here. We're blowing west. We're driving home, driving east. Come on now. She fell in fast asleep, caught in some awful grinding dream. She followed him out to the driveway, where the fifteen-year-old Chevy stood quietly rusting in the fragrant distant darkness, desert darkness of the California night. Charlie dumped a jet set case in a trunk and tote bag in the back seat. So he stood in for a moment by the passenger door, the door ba- the baby in the arms, looking at the burnt barango where they were spent last four years. When he moved in, it reflected. Baby Devon was still growing inside her body, and all, all the horsey rides ahead of her. Come on, she said. Get in, woman. She did. He went back down to shove his headlights momentum. Oh, 